The Achievement Habit by Bernard Roth One sentence summary The achievement habit shows you that being an achiever can be learned by using the principles of design thinking to walk you through several stories and exercises which will get you to stop wishing and start doing. My favorite quote from the author is We don't realize how many of our fixed views of the world are based on limited samples of reality. Bernard Roth Bernie Roth is a professor of engineering at Stanford and co-founded the school's design institute, nicknamed the D-School, in 2003. Bernie is a genuinely nice guy and he's always on the lookout what he can do to help people. This is why during both of his sabbaticals as a professor, he started writing a book. The first one was at the very beginning of his career, which ended up taking nine years to write and turned out to be a 525-page collection of equations. It was dubbed the book of the century and the best kinematics book ever written. But unfortunately, only by its academic peers, so it ended up selling just 2,000 copies. The second one was The Achievement Habit, which took him less than a year, became an instant bestseller, and Bernie now receives a constant influx of thank you notes in his inbox. I'm glad he gave it a go again. Here are three things to learn from the achievement habit. 1. Stop giving reasons. They're just another form of excuses. 2. Swap the word but for the word and in everything you say. 3. Don't network, make real friends instead. Are you ready to become an achiever? Here we go. The achievement habit, lesson 1. Reasons are just another form of excuses, so stop looking for them. This answers the question, how can I identify excuses in disguise? Have you ever been late to a meeting? Of course you have. Everyone has. Chances are, the two minutes before you entered the room, your mind was racing through your journey of getting there, looking for anything and everything that might have potentially caused a delay. Was there a lot of traffic? Did my car make funny noises? Did an old lady stop and maybe ask you for directions? Magically, your brain always finds a reason. So when you enter that room, you can feel relieved and just say, Sorry guys, insane traffic today. Here's the problem. You knew about all these eventual delays. You knew the traffic would be a problem. Your car's been acting up for weeks and being asked for directions can always happen. You simply didn't make the meeting enough of a priority to leave as early as you needed to in order to get there on time. That's because in most of all cases, the reasons we assign to certain events are really just correlations, not causations. For example, you might tell a friend you don't have time to help, but in reality, you just want to finish watching a movie. Later that day, you spill your coffee all over yourself. Of course, your brain instantly jumps to the conclusion that because you lied to your friend, you are now being punished. But really, it's just coincidence. Similarly, someone might call you the very day you thought of them again after a long time. You might already plan your career as a psychic, but in reality, you think about 300 people a day, and it just so happened that one of them called you. Your brain naturally assigned meaning to that one person ignoring all the other 299 that didn't call you. So stop looking for reasons everywhere, because they block you from making decisions and actually changing your behavior. Know that most of the things you think are causally linked are really just correlated.
The Achievement Habit, Lesson 2. Every time you want to say the word but, say the word and instead. This answers the question, why should I remove the word but from my vocabulary? Reframing is one of Bernie's big ideas in the book. Simply by changing the angle you take to look at a problem, you might make it a lot easier. Or figure out it's not a problem at all. Here's one exercise in particular which I loved. Instead of saying something like, I want to watch a movie tonight, but I have to work, say, I want to watch a movie tonight, and I have to work. When you say the former, you've created a problem that might not even exist, because hey, you can work and see a movie. The latter will instantly make your brain think about how you can do both, instead of sacrificing one for the other, which always makes you feel bad. That's simple, but incredibly powerful. The Achievement Habit, Lesson 3. Forget networking, make real friends. This answers the question, how should I approach networking? Ugh, networking. I hate that word. Think about it. Every time you treat someone as a business contact, you lose out on making a true friend. Never approach someone with the angle of, what can I do for them so they'll want to do something for me? Just think like a true friend would. Take yourself out of the equation. How can I help them? The rest will follow. When you come from a perspective of abundance, when you share your wisdom, ideas and knowledge freely, it will come back to you 10 times over. So stop networking so much and don't try to keep things on a business level. Instead, make more true friends. My personal takeaways from the achievement habit for 2017. I would like to share two thoughts regarding lesson two and lesson three. The first one is about the but versus and part. I think the and part is a great way to try to reframe problems into opportunities. And it works well for things like how you spend your your downtime, your spare time. But I think it's especially important for when you want to start a business. When you want to start a business, whether that's a freelance business, an online business, a consulting business, doesn't matter. In the beginning, especially in the beginning, it's always better to use and and not but. Because you might say initially, well, I want to try to get new clients by cold calling them, but that means I won't have time to do online marketing. No, it doesn't. You can do both. It's just more work. So when I started freelancing, I first started to take every gig that came my way just to explore what kind of gigs I liked, what kind of gigs I did well in, what kind of gigs I wanted to do more of, and so on and so on and so on. But to do that, I first had to say, yes, let me do that and that and that and that and that. So when someone came to me and said, can you translate this? Yes. Can you write something for us? Yes. Can you come up with an SEO text that's kind of boring and different from what you usually do, but it works for SEO? Yes, 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 yes. So it's better to be the cheapest one in the beginning. It's better to be the best one in the beginning. It's better to be the best local option. It's better to be the more premium option with luxury. So do everything, try everything, say yes to everything, 
and do that for a fixed period of about six months, a year, whatever, and then go back and say, let me look at the results, let me look at everything I've done, what's worked, what hasn't, and then cut out all the things that don't work. But in the, begin in the beginning, if you want to start a business, the answer is always and. And about networking versus making friends, I just talked about this with a friend today. And I've never liked networking. I've never liked the events where you go to with the exception of networking, where you exchange business cards in some weird ritual. I've never liked approaching big names, whether that's online or off, and trying to sort of, sort of give them something, right? Give them some form of value. So, oh, please stay in touch with me. With me, please give me your email. Please respond. Please, please. And it always comes in from a, from a sort of begging standpoint because it you can't offer them anything like if people are 10 years ahead of you what are you going to offer them you have to f sometimes you can find a way to give them proper value and come from a good standpoint but very rarely that's the case so trying to network your way up is always going to leave you like wiggling and trying to with anxiously make your way through instead what if you did this what if you made some friends early in your career your peers that are on the same level as you you all start out together, you become great friends in the process, and 10 years later, when you're all big, you're all big, and then you have those connections. So I would much rather pre I would uh, prefer to have a few friends who are on my level now who are not that far ahead, but actually will be just as far ahead as I am when I get to where I want to go. Of course, that takes more time. Of course, it takes patience. Um, of course, that's why very few people do it. But I think it's a great way to build a quote-unquote network of good people. Because if those people have been your friends for 10 years when you get there, it'll be a much easier, much more relaxed relationship. And you can depend and count on one another. And it's much less sleazy than trying to break into some elite weird circle that you don't belong to right now. So I hope you enjoy those. And see you on the next summary.